Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning as we say goodbye to Cup Week in Melbourne. I hope you backed a winner. We say hello to Cup Week in New Zealand. You're probably thinking, well, why is that a big deal? Because... Obviously, it's a long way away. Well, this year, the biggest of the races of Cup Week in Christchurch, which is in the South Island of New Zealand, they run the Greyhounds, the Gallops and the Harness. The biggest one is the Harness. It's one of the few countries in the world, New Zealand, where the biggest race every year is a Harness race. It's the IRT New Zealand Trotting Cup tomorrow with $600,000. Sydney time, it runs at three. 36. There are two hugely talented and proven Australian horses in the race. Rock and Roll Dewey, the Victoria Cup winner, and Majestic Cruiser from Sydney, from Jason Grimson's Menangle Barn with Cam Hart, our champion young driver to do the driving. They have been to New Zealand before. They have won the Messenger, which is a Group 1, beating self-assured, and they won the Blacks of Fake uh, in winter at Albion Park. So they have a real chance tomorrow, albeit in a two-mile standing start, deep field, and he's only had one standing start trial. As I say, a good morning to you, Cameron Hart, or actually good afternoon, because you are in Christchurch, where it's 12.34 in the afternoon. Are you excited about being part of this huge race day tomorrow? Yeah, morning, Mick, and yeah, definitely um, really happy to be here, and you know, I got in yesterday, and there's a, a lot of hype around the town, so I'm um, you know, really happy to be part of it. You've been to a New Zealand Cup day before, um, unbiasedly as possible. Do you think it's bigger than anything you've seen in Australian harness racing? Yeah, it definitely is, like you said earlier. It's, um, it's like the Melbourne Cup over here, um, you know, it's bigger than the Gallops, and and, you know, everyone in the city's talking about the race, and um, that's really exciting. And it's great to be over here and, and have a horse that I think is a good chance of a bit of luck. I know you had dinner last night with trainer Jason Grimson. What's the word on how Majestic Cruiser has travelled, settled in, and been working? Yeah, he's wrapped with him. Uh, you know, he's really tightened up after his first couple of runs in Sydney. and. Um, you know, the trip over and that, he, he handled it really well. He, he's quite a professional. He, he doesn't get himself too stirred up about things. So he's been really happy with his work. He, he took him into at, to Addington and, on Saturday morning and let him have a bit of a look around and, and stood him up a few times. And he was super happy with him. So all going well at this stage. You mentioned the standing start. He's had one trial against only one other rival. So it's nothing like what he'll be seeing tomorrow in front of 20,000 people. How do you think from Barrier 2, Majestic Cruiser will handle the New Zealand Cup standing start? Yeah, I think he'll handle it well. Um, you know, he's done everything right. and What we've asked for him so far, he's handled well. So it's obviously a different level with these Kiwi horses. Um, you know, they, they're used to be used to the stand conditions, so they're going to step quick, but I think he'll handle, handle himself well. And, you know, I'm not too worried about beginning. You know, super quick. I just want to get him away safe, and I know he's good enough. If we have to make a mid-race move and or whatever, I can do that on him. So, plenty of options with him. 
Okay, what would you prefer to happen once you've stepped away safely to give you your best chance of winning this massive race? Yeah, hopefully we can begin, um, you know, as quick as we can. And you know, I'm happy just to, it's sort of hard to work out, but normally if you're up front early, you're going to end up a long way back the time, um, you know, probably into the second of the, the mile. So, um, yeah, I'll just try and pause you up as close as I can early and just sort of have a look and see what's around me, what's behind me and uh, what the pace of the race is like and we'll just sort of work it out from there. Is this an ideal race for him, the standing start query aside, because he seems his two biggest performances, winning the Messenger over 2,700 metre mobile and winning at Albion Park over 2,600 metre mobile, he seems to love it when it's big and rough and tough and he can just wind into it the last 800. Yeah, that's right. And he's got such a good turn of foot uh, over like, these longer trips, which it can take um, a lot out of some horses, but he still seems to be able to finish off this as well. So he's a great stayer, and you know we come in with a bit of confidence that he's done it before, and I think even the extra bit of distance, uh, the two miles, is going to suit him even more. So you know, if he can get a good posse in the race, he'll be finishing off. Have you had much of a chance to do your form? I mean, you're used to racing against... Menangle horses or horses in New South Wales that you tend to know. Have you kept up progressively with the form around Copy That and Old Town Road and Self Assured, or did you cram it in this week? Yeah, I'm going to have a bit more of a in-depth look today, Mick. But yeah, I've just been you know following the the three four races over here for the last couple of months, and obviously seen a little bit of Copy That in Australia, and then he come back and won well uh, here the other day, so. Um, yeah, just been watching a couple of lead-up races that I'll look into the form a little bit more today and try and work out uh, you know, what our best options are. Where do you think he stands in this race? Because at the normal Menangle Saturday night race, we know he's close to the best horse in the race, but rock and roll do. Your fellow Australians are very serious horse. Copy that seems a lot happier at home. And there's horses like a cooter, an old town road, and even self-assured, who we know are capable of wonderful things. Where do you sit in that picture? Yeah, I think we're as good as any of them. Uh, I think he's sort of proven that last time he was over here in the North Island. He, he raced, you know, great horses like self-assured and was able to, you know, really compete well over here. So that brings plenty of confidence to Jason and I, and I guess that's why we're over here. We, you know, he's sort of competed against these horses earlier. So, yeah, I think he's a, a top chance, and just looking at the race, it definitely looks like a, a very open race. There's probably seven or eight good winning chances, and, and he's just going to come down to a, a bit of luck in running, and, and um, that'll probably be the winner, the one that gets that right run. For people like yourself and, and Jason Grimson, I know some of your other young mates like Jack Callaghan are over there as well. Is this the next step for you guys? Obviously America maybe beckons one day if you want to go that way. But you can obviously go backwards and forwards across the Tasman these days, post-COVID, uh, very quickly. Is this what you want to be doing, driving in these big races in both countries when it's available to you? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's a good time for, you know, like you said, Jack and I and, and even Jack Trainer. So, um, you know, we had a bit of a taste of it for the, the race earlier in the year and we've had such a good time over here. And I mean, it's only a three-hour flight, so it's not very hard to get over here. And, uh, you know, we all like to be in the big races, and that's what we do it for. So, 
be nice in the next couple of years to try and get over for as many big races as we can and provided we can get on a nice horse, um, I'm sure we'll, we'll do our best to get over. Does it make you a better driver when you get over here and you drive against Tony Hurley, Mark Purd and all those sort of people? Because you probably know most of the people you drive against at Menangle or in Sydney or any other part of New South Wales most weeks. Does it help you grow as a driver to be up against some of the legends of the game? Yeah, it definitely does. Um, you know, we week in, week out, Menangle's quite a, a different style, but we're sort of accustomed to it. So it's nice to come over here and, you know, challenge yourself against the best. And like you said, Tony and, and Mark and, and guys like that have been doing it for years and years at, at the top of the sport. And uh, to be able to get the opportunity to come over here and, and compete against guys like that that we've sort of looked up to as kids, it's uh, quite surreal and it's definitely a big challenge and, and something that um, I'm looking forward to. What does the week hold for you and the, the young guns of New South Wales harness racing? I suppose there's going to be some socialising, some networking, hopefully some winning. Um, it must be one of those things which has multi-dimensionals to it and, and multi-dimensions to it and also the chance to to learn a bit more about how people train their horses in New Zealand, how these big race meetings run? Is, is it one of those sort of fact-finding missions where you hope to come home knowing more about racing on Wednesday night or Thursday, or, or in fact, do you not come home till Saturday? Do you stick around for Friday? Yeah, originally uh, I think we're going on uh, home Thursday, but if we happen to win, I might be here for three weeks, Nick, so <laughs> we'll just see what happens. But, um, yeah, it's definitely... Um, just enjoying every part of, of Cup Week, really. Um, you know, we had a, a good little um, like cocktail party last night that uh, Harness Racing New Zealand put on for the Cup and just mingled around with a few of the, the local trainers and drivers and owners and got to meet some new people. So that's what it's all about, um, get, being part of it and meeting new people and having good experiences. So I'm uh, really looking forward to the whole week. If you could drive any horse but Majestic Cruiser in the New Zealand Cup tomorrow, and this goes at 3.36. We're talking to Cameron Hart, the leading driver in New South Wales. If you could drive any other horse, Cameron, who would it be? I've got so much respect for self-assured. You know, he's, he's been there and done that. Um, I know he's probably, you know, in the second half of his career, but um, I still think from the draw, you know, he's, uh, he's been such a great horse. So uh, placing him over here. It's really hard to get past. He's a tough horse, and he's done it before, so um, I'd probably go with him. Mate, I haven't seen you for a while. Um, have you still got the moustache? No, we've got rid, rid of that. So um, Yeah, OK, well done. Because, uh, bizarre fact, nobody with the moustache has won the New Zealand Cup for 70 years, so I was <laughs> going to suggest you shave it tonight. It's actually a true story. It used to be <laughs> against the rules of racing in New Zealand until 15 years ago to have any facial hair. I'm not making that up, so I just wanted to make sure we cleared that up before you get onto the track at Addington tomorrow. Well, I'm glad you told me, Mick, and I'm glad I got rid of it now. <laughs> well, I think a lot of other people are too, Cam. Mate, get round safe tomorrow. Enjoy yourself to you and Jason Grimson. Um, good luck, and yeah, what we're hoping for, uh, for a good run for Majestic Cruiser, and if you can pull off one of those miracle drives, um, you might get the dream. So good luck with that, mate. Yeah, thanks, Mick. Appreciate it. Cameron Hart, tomorrow, 3.36 Melbourne or Sydney time, the New Zealand Cup, the IRT New Zealand Cup. He has Majestic Cruiser. The second favourite is Rock and Roll Do from Victoria. The favourite is Copy That, who, even after a disappointing Victorian campaign, has come home 
and one off 55 metres behind, yep, a 55 metre handicap at Alexandra Park, that wasn't enough for him. The next start, which was 11 days ago, he won off a 70 metre handicap at Cambridge. Quite remarkable. If you need to know more about the New Zealand Cup, because we can't get stuck on that all day, um, there is on YouTube a TV show, you'll see it on Sky television channel tonight called The Box Seat. It'll be an hour preview show with interviews with all the Australians and the Kiwis. So uh, if you look out for that, you can find it on YouTube or get it on Sky channel tonight. Very shortly, we'll talk to Luke McCarthy. But before we talk to him, we're going to talk to Robbie Morris because we realise you at home like to back a winner. And at the moment, Robbie and his wife, Kiri-Ann, are training winners on almost a daily basis. So he heads today to our daytime meeting in New South Wales. That's at Newcastle, kicks off at 1.42. Uh, also racing in New South Wales tonight, uh, in, or in the Australian Capital Territory, sorry, in Canberra. So, yep, there's the two places we head for harness racing today and tonight. And then back to Menangle tomorrow afternoon. They had a Tuesday off last week for Melbourne Cup Day, but we'll be heading back there tomorrow as we get ever closer to the Inter-Dominions just around the corner. Just on New Zealand Cup Week, the odds are available now on tab.com.au. So there's 13, yep, 13 races tomorrow available on tab.com.au. And then also on Friday, they have more Group 1 racing. Many of these horses will back up in the New Zealand pacing free-for-all. And the Dominion will see Sunday Sun, Muscle Mountain and Bolt for Brilliance who's still favourite for the Inter-Dominions coming up in Victoria. They are just three weeks away. So huge races coming up on Friday as well, which is a public holiday in Christchurch where Addington is based. Robbie Morris is going to be joining us shortly. He's going to be shortly heading to Newcastle. Um, Robbie, as I say, good morning to you. Um, you and Kiri-Ann must be extremely proud. I know you have a hard-working team at the moment, but you seem to be training winners almost every day. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, mate. We've had um, another really good year. We've obviously got a, a really good client base and we get supplied with a lot of nice horses, especially, you know, babies coming through, two- and three-year-olds. And, yeah, we've got a really good bunch of clients and, and, most importantly, a really good team at home that we wouldn't be able to do what we do without them. Robbie, let's bounce through your drives at Newcastle today because our listeners love a winner. First on the card, you've got Just Feeling Good, the form's not great, but then again, Eva is the form of your rivals. Yeah, it's a pretty open race. These races at Newcastle on a Monday can be that way. Um, he's had 70-something starts, and, and for the one win, um, and the one win probably only come probably 10 runs ago. So, uh, look, he, he, uh, he consistently turns up every week and runs the same sort of race. Uh, if he gets a good trip, um, he, he's a chance, but he, he's not something that you'd have the last on, that's for sure. Totally different prep for a horse called Yankee Merrywood. You drive in the second on the card. It's only had the one career start. Showed a little bit at the trials recently. Yeah, he's. Um, I had a look through his form quickly. Uh, he, he sort of bounced around a little bit as a younger horse and um, found his way back to Wayne Dimmick, who I'm pretty sure bred him. Wayne does a pretty good job with his horses. They're always fit and ready to go and look super. Uh, he, he probably finds the right race for him here. Um, he's had a few trials, but he seems to do everything right. And his last trial at Menangle the other day, they they ran pretty good time. 
Um, and I think he went 50, 55 himself. Um, and 55 at Menangle at the trials of a Wednesday morning generally holds you in pretty good stead for a Newcastle Monday meet. And so, you know, I, I think give him a really good shot going into that race. I thought a horse who comes into race three well is Vanette, the filly by Vincent. Um, she's raced in some serious races already, and there's two scratchings inside her, so she comes into barrier four. Has to be a chance. Yeah, she's been really stiff. This little filly's, um, you know, she's always shown a little bit above average. Just, you know, she was got knocked down three times the other day at Goulburn and got checked left, right and centre, and she still managed to get her back half in 57-something and was a little bit unlucky. She ran fifth, I think, in an APG um, final early on. It's probably the weakest race she's ran into yet this far in her career. Um, the horse directly to me, inside me, uh, Debo, uh, Ricky Hunt and Ricky Ouchin's horse, it's been racing really consistent as well. They're probably the two that I'd take out of that race, but we're really happy with our filly. She um, she was probably a bit stiff not to beat Debo last week at Goulburn. So with even luck, I think it's probably a little bit of a racing two there, but I, I think she's, um, she's a quality filly going forward. Similar situation, decent type of a horse's bonus bet, young filly for you and Kerry Ann in the fourth on the card. And again, two scratchings inside you helps negate the wide barrier draw. Yeah, definitely. She's um, she's always this prep. She's been driven by Josh um, all the time, and she'll be driven by Josh again today. Um, I drove her last Thursday at Penrith, and um, she actually surprised surprised me. She. She felt great. Um, she went 56 chasing one of Blake Fitzpatrick's three-year-olds. It's a pretty handy three-year-old. Um, yeah, look, she's on the quick backup, but um, Kez has been really happy with her. She hasn't left a grain. She's been drinking good water. She looks a picture. So Josh will probably look to be positive on her. I think she'll bounce to the front. She'll be awfully hard to run down. OK. Harness Racing Australia has got you down to drive here and Josh to drive Hesler. So maybe someone should tell Josh and maybe someone should tell Hesler. Josh isn't going to be available for that one. Um, on the fifth on the card, mate, the stable has Tipping Point, and this one does have Josh next to its name I to have, drive. I've, um, I've tipping... heard that up there, Mick. I was what was that, Robbie? Point. I started talking about Tipping Point. We, I skipped over Bonus Bet. No, well, you, you... Tell us about Bonus Bet then, brother, because it's going to be the favourite. Bonus Bet will bonus lead and be very hard to chase. There you go. See, mate, you're a total professional. You could have your own radio show, but we're not going to let you do that because I need the money. I started talking um, about tipping points. <laughs> you're 100 to 1 on Studley Rousey in the sixth on the card. Um, you might need a few more. E- even your skill set might struggle with this one. Yeah, it's um, it looks pretty tough, that race. I've never driven the filly before or mare before. She's drawn one. Big odds will probably just have to hug the fence and hope for a miracle, but you never know what might happen. Race seven, you're on either the Sid or the Kid. I think it's the Sid. I've never seen that word before. C I D. Um, you've got the outside barrier draw for Adam Regari. Uh yeah, he's um he won two starts ago at Bankstown was really good. Um and then he got back in the field last week at Newcastle. Uh we ran into a little bit of traffic, had to come wide. Look the draw's not ideal tonight today, but um he's probably the classiest runner in the race. He just needs to find a a good trip or get into a handy enough posse. Tricky barrier drawn the last on the card, mate. Race eight, that goes at 5.57 tonight. You're on one reason. The form doesn't look good at all for your mate Roy Roots Jr., but it's actually got some ability in this grade. Yeah, she definitely does. Um, 
Roy's had a bit of a horrendous time with the floods and that at the moment. He's had a, a little bit of a struggle street with his track, and he seems to have it all back together at the moment the last two or three weeks. So his horses have been racing good, but they just sort of probably needed a bit more racing because um, they sort of missed a good month there with the terrible rain he had. Um, so I, I'd, I'd look for Roy's horses to start hitting a bit of form now. She raced last week, and she zipped off the arm, sat behind the leader. I don't think she got beat far, but she probably just needed it. I didn't drive her that day. I think Jack Calligan drove her, so she'll be better for the run. Thrown out a little bit wide, but she's got good gate speed, so hopefully she can put herself somewhere handy. Mate, tomorrow you head to Monangle for the Tuesday afternoon meeting. You have Queen of Strathfield, who is in the second on the card and is a rarity, a last start Penrith trotting winner. We don't see the trotters go around at Penrith very often, and we sure as hell don't see them win off 30 metres behind at Penrith very often. Yeah, no, she, um, she's been a, a model of consistently, consistency. She's, still, she's actually still owned by New Zealand clients, and um, they really enjoy racing. And when she came over, I think she was a maiden that ran like 10 seconds, but um, look, she's, she's done a really good job. She's, she's won quite a number of races, and uh, she really seems to be in form at the moment. You've got some drives throughout the day who are in the market on Bill's last, um, who is often in the market. Interesting one, though, is Kalara Fireball. It's a newcomer to the stable. It showed ability. It's in race four tomorrow. This is tomorrow at Menangle. What chance for the Fireball? Yeah, look, he's a, he's a nice horse. He gives me a really, really good feel at home. Um, he's had two trials. I thought his first trial was a little bit below what he can be, and his second trial, he went 54 and a half, and was better. Uh, from the wide gate, he's probably going to have to go back. Uh, he just, he, he's three, but he's a little bit green between the ears and he doesn't know a hell of a lot. He just gets a little lost, but, um, you know, he'll definitely run a good race tomorrow. He just needs to learn his craft a little bit better, though. I know as much as you love being with the family and at Menangle tomorrow on a Tuesday afternoon, you probably wouldn't mind being at Addington either. It's going to be a hell of a New Zealand Cup. What do you make of it? I know you're a good form student on both sides of the Tasman. How do you see it going? Yeah, it's um, it's a race that I actually I'd love to drive in. It's um, I've been lucky enough to go over there and and spend the week, and it's a great week. It's a really interesting race, you know. It's um, you know, hopefully our New South Wales guys can hold their flags high. They're, you know, they're racing really good. Majestic Cruiser, I think that, you know, getting back to the distance will suit him right down to the ground. And then Mickey Stanley, he's got rock and roll do. So it's a, you know, the start, as me and you both know, the start's the most vital part. And unfortunately, I think for the Australians going over, they don't have the, the practice that the Kiwis are going to have on us. You know, they've got a massive edge the way that, you know, we don't have any standard starts. You have heaps of them. So, you know, it's um, probably the first 300 metres is going to be a, a telling factor in the race. But, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a cracking race and it's going to be a race of tactics early, that's for sure. If you could drive any horse in the race, we just ask the same thing to Cam Hart. If he couldn't drive his drive, who would you like to drive in the New Zealand Cup tomorrow? Oh, Jesus. Oh, self-assured. Okay, it's not a bad one. I'll see what I can organise in the future for you, Robbie. We've yeah, got lots of horses out there at the All-Stars. They might need a catch driver at some stage. <laughs> but, mate, good luck on the way to Newcastle today. Get home safe, and I uh, hope you have some luck. We appreciate you joining us on Sky Sport Radio this morning. Thank you, mate. Have a good one. That's Robbie Morris. Um, he's heading to Newcastle today, and then Menangle tomorrow. He and Kerry and his wife have been training up a storm. Literally won a race everywhere they went last week. 
Luke McCarthy was going to join us. He may be on the track, so our apologies if we can't get hold of Luke McCarthy. We were going to um, talk to him about Expensive Ego. For those of you who don't know, Expensive Ego was a winner, back winning, at Menangle on Saturday night. And he'll be heading to the Inter-Dominions. Now, they kick off in Victoria. They go to three different places, three different tracks in Victoria before the final. They kick off on November the 26th. That's two weeks this Saturday. Then they go to three different tracks, and then the final is on December the 10th. So there'll be lots of interest in that coming up, of course, on Sky Sports Radio with myself and Brittany Graham and Fred Hastings heading forward over the next couple of weeks. Just with Addington tomorrow, um, the tab have all the races open fixed odds. So tab has all the races open fixed odds available for that. In the market, they have copy that 3.8. They have the Australian's Majestic Cruiser at 17s and 390 for Jason Grimson and Cameron Hart. And Rock and Roll Do from Victoria for Mick Stanley, who worked very well on Saturday morning at $5.02. and those looking for a bet tomorrow, as you can imagine, I've done a fair bit of form for this. Nice and early, we kick off at 10 o'clock in the morning, Sydney time, midday, Christchurch time. Quite like a horse called Masterly in the first. I think it's got a good chance. Um, trained by a mate of mine, Paul Nairn, who's an absolute genius with those type of horses. And if you're looking for a bit of value later on, in the major pacing race for the Phillies, this is race seven, True Fantasy is the favourite at $2. I think after speaking to Mark Purden, in his words, he has that and Queen of Diamonds in the race. He said Queen of Diamonds, if she has any luck, can beat True Fantasy. So this is race seven, Addington tomorrow number 10. Starts for one on the second line, but there could be a vacuum created early by the gate speed in front of her. If she gets off the marker pegs, she can win. Tab have her, 4.6 and $1.7, $461.70 for Queen of Diamonds. The Big Cup tomorrow from Addington, where Brittany Graham, myself, will be on track. So Sky Television, Sky Television will have huge coverage, including previews at the start of the day and comments during the day. Uh, The first race goes there at 10 o'clock Sydney time. So if you find yourself having a bit of spare time tomorrow, the coverage will be fantastic. If you want to know more, go to YouTube, download the television show called The Box Seat. Previews there with all the Australian comments, the history of the Cup, selections from some of the greats of the game, including trainers like Barry Purden. That's if you want more information, if you haven't got too much of an information hangover after all the massive racing in both Sydney and Melbourne over the last eight or nine days. Thanks for listening this morning on Sky Sports Radio. It's been a pleasure to bring you on the pace. I'll be back at 10.30 on Wednesday morning. We'll talk New South Wales. We'll also wrap the big day from Addington and talk about how the Australians went and whether they'll be backing up on Friday and the free-for-all also coming out of Addington. Those odds available for Newcastle today, for Canberra tonight, and of course for Addington tomorrow on tab.com.au. Bet responsibly. If you're having a go, good luck.